It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four. Four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo. A new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Joe Biden now saying he wants to come after guns. In a lame duck session, there's a very short, um, the, uh, there's a very short lame duck session that's going to happen between now and when the new Congress is sworn in. And the president of the United States of America has come out and said that he wants there to be gun control. Um, a lot of people kind of shocked by this, um, and I get it. I understand why uh, you should be shocked by this. Where did this come from? Why is it happening now? Um, this is all after the shooting in Colorado. He randomly came out and said, I want to ban not just, quote, assault weapons. I want to ban all semi-automatic weapons. Now, for people that don't understand semi-automatic weapons, I'll explain it to you in a moment. But first, I want you to hear what Joe Biden had to say, railing against all semi-automatic weapons, saying we should ban them all. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer. Can you do anything about gun laws during the lame duck, sir? I'm going to try. What will you try and do? I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. He's going to try to get rid of assault weapons in a lame duck session. Now, this was out of nowhere. The president stopped at this local firehouse to thank first responders there. And it was there that he spoke with reporters for the first time on camera following the devastating shooting uh, at that Walmart in Virginia. Now, as you know, that was a manager there that decided to take out some of his employees in the break room, not people shopping. And immediately he said those comments. Now, no one had this on their radar screen, so you understand. This was not something that was there, okay? Um, everybody, I think, was kind of caught off guard by this because there was no telegraphing from the White House that this was going to actually be something that they were going to do. Uh, and here we are. He's saying all semi-automatic weapons should, um, you know, be taken away from you. Let's talk about that. Number one, if you remember the handgun that was bought by Hunter Biden and lost by his ex-sister-in-law turned lover who threw it in the trash can in Delaware, uh, which is part of the investigation into Hunter Biden, that gun was a semi-automatic handgun. Now, I I'm going to explain semi-automatic for you as simply as I can, and if you know what this is, just hang with me for a second, okay? Because I want people to understand how little the Democrats understand about firearms. 
Joe Biden, I have no doubt, owns a semi-automatic weapon. His son certainly does. Semi-automatic weapon is a gun where you pull the trigger, and each time you pull the trigger, there is a bullet that comes out of that gun, right? For the, re- for the action, there is a reaction, okay? Now, that is a semi-automatic weapon, the most simplistic way I can describe it to you. An automatic weapon, a weapon of war, right, is they try to describe it all the time and turn every gun into a scary weapon of war. That's their favorite line that they use, is a machine gun, a fully automatic weapon. What is that? That's when you pull the trigger one time and bullet after bullet after bullet continues to come out of the firearm. It's what you see in a lot of the movies, right, where they just hold down the trigger. It's Rambo style. That's what a fully automatic weapon is. There is a big difference. One, you have to pull the trigger continuously. The other, you just have to pull the trigger and hold it down. There's a big difference. Okay, I'll say it again. There is a big difference. This president, I'm sure, not only owns semi-automatic weapons, but has hunted with semi-automatic weapons. The majority of shotguns and the majority of handguns that are sold are semi-automatic. There are shotguns that are over-unders that are two different for example, triggers on the gun. That's more of a classic um, family heirloom-esque type gun. Okay, that's real, just so you know. Um, but that's not the, what the majority of them sold today. There are some pump-action shotguns where you have to pump uh, the slide and pull it down and back up. You hear the, you know, the racking of the shell. That is uh, a semi-automatic, or that is a pump-action shotgun. The majority of shotguns sold are not that. They're semi-automatic where you... You put three or four or five, depending on if you have a plug in the in the shotgun into, um, and then you chamber one, and then when the gun shoots, it loads the next bullet. The majority of handguns that are, are sold every day in this country are semi-automatic. There's a reason why he said he wants to ban semi-automatic weapons. It's because he wants to ban the majority of handguns that are out there. The, uh, I don't know a single police department in the U.S. that carries, for example, a revolver now, okay? Um revolvers are are not quote semi-automatic every law enforcement officer i know carries a semi-automatic every person that i actually know that carries a firearm now uh carries a semi-automatic handgun they are not want to be clear weapons of war any gun can yes be used for bad things it doesn't mean they're a weapon of war cars by the way can be used as a bad thing when people use them to run over people Right, Virtually everything, a baseball bat, a knife that you cut and prepare food with can be used for stabbings. Almost everything, chemicals, can be used for bad things, even though the majority of them are used for good things. You get my point. But what the president is now advocating for is not getting rid of what they used to refer to as assault weapons, right? They were obsessed with AR-15s. Now they just want to get rid of every single semi-automatic weapon, which goes back to the slippery slope that I and so many others have warned you about. This is the administration. This is what they want to do. The president says it, it is, a, you know, and, and, and listen to his rhetoric, right, about semi-automatics. He, he can't believe that you as a human being would ever even want to own this. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero, none. Not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer. It's sick. Well, to be clear, if I didn't have that semi-automatic weapon that I 
had on the night of the shooting that I was involved in, I wouldn't be alive. So the idea that he describes as that is sick, it is sick. There's no redeeming factor. There is. I'm alive because of that redeeming factor. Countless Americans have protected and defended themselves with semi-automatic weapons that are, that, that are vitally important for the safety and the security of their families, their businesses. Countless men and women in law enforcement have saved their own lives and the lives of others with semi-automatic handguns instead of having to carry a revolver, for example. And he is now saying, and this is the official, I think, line of the Democratic Party, they are now saying that this is what they believe is important. Okay, this is, this is what they believe they need to be doing to take away our power and to put it back on us. Now, un- understand this is about power for them. This is about making sure that they disarm America's public. That's what this is really all about. If you can dismantle our right to protect and defend ourselves, you win automatically. If you are a government that has the weapons, if you don't believe me, look at the lockdowns in China right now. Spraying using drones, some sort of chemical on the streets in China right now. Many believe it's to keep people inside in the lockdowns. You've seen the beating and the taking away and the dragging away of people in China over the last 24 hours, some of this video has broken out. It's incredible. It's shocking. But the people there ripping down fences and then being beaten and and also disappearing, okay, because their government is dragging them away. They can't defend themselves. The lockdowns are continuing in China. People are committing suicide. They were welding doors shut to apartment complexes. If there's a fire, I don't know how you get out. They don't care. If you don't have enough, I guess, food, you're screwed in your house until they unweld your doors. They're doing this in China. Can you imagine living in a home or a building where they take your door and they weld it shut so you physically cannot leave and there's nothing you can do to stop these psychos? That's happening in China right now because they don't have the right to protect and defend themselves. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick it's just sick it has no no social redeeming value zero none not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer can you do anything about gun laws during a lame duck sir i'm going to try what will you try and do i'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons he's going to try to get rid of assault weapons which apparently now mean that we are going to get rid of all semi-automatic weapons that's the plan now get rid of all of them other democrats caught off guard by this are now trying to figure out what this means and can he get something done in a lame deck session there there certainly is uh, a chance of that do i think it can get through the senate i do not and i think this is one of those moments where you know for so long republicans conservatives advocates for the second amendment We have said over and over and over again, be weary of the slippery slope. This is it in real life, right? And he he has now said, we we want a ban. And this is the president of the United States of America, who is elected by half the country, who is saying that he believes that we need to get rid of all semi-automatic weapons. There's not a redeeming factor about it. Doesn't matter whose life has been saved. Doesn't matter 
what has happened. He believes that these guns are weapons of war. And even his own son apparently is one of the worst people in the world, right? And I'm sure he's like, well, my son can have one. That's different. Because the gun that's being investigated, the gun purchase that's being investigated was, in fact, for a semi-automatic handgun. But when they make you weak, this is what we see. You look at what's happening in China right now. There are lockdowns happening in China where they are actually wielding, they are welding shut the doors of apartment complexes. We are seeing uh, in China right now where people are um, protesting the lockdowns. And we are seeing some of the videos come out of this. Uh, these rare protests, and I'm, I'm going to give you, for example, the CNN perspective on this, okay? Because they've got somebody in Beijing right now um, that they, that's actually getting to report on this. And this is, I think, a really important point. Um, they're even talking about this. From Shanghai to Beijing, protests have erupted across China. And there has not been one comment, by the way, from this White House on this. Not one. Not one. One CNN reporter was able to make her way in. She's at the zero, co- you know, there's, there's this reporters at the side of the protest against these zero COVID policies. So when anybody gets COVID in China, they just lock down your community where you live. They're still living in extreme lockdowns. And this is part of what happens when you can't defend yourself and you can't stand up to the government. Take a listen. In the middle of the protest that's happening in Beijing, it's just past 1 a.m. There's a crowd of mostly young people that have gathered here to protest the COVID measures in China. They've been chanting no to COVID tests, yes to freedom. And this is happening in Taoyang District. This is where the center of the COVID outbreak is in Beijing, where they've urged all residents to stay at home. So it's really unprecedented that we're seeing such a large crowd of people here. A lot of the folks as well, you can see they're holding these white pieces of paper. This is a symbol of anti-censorship. And we also saw protests in Shanghai. We saw protesters also hold those white pieces of paper. Now in this district as well, around here, there are many foreign embassies, including the American embassy over there. So notable that they chose this site for this protest. Now this protest has been going on already for several hours. It's very late. You can see uh, the policeman right now is telling me to move back a little bit, but there is a large police presence. They are actually on this whole row, a whole row of policemen. But it is a peaceful protest so far. You could hear the cheering, the chanting. Cars are also driving by frequently. They are honking in solidarity. The folks here don't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon. Now, this is happening all over the country now. Uh, And I think that's probably the coolest part of this. The numbers are swelling. Demonstrations in multiple major cities over the weekend Um, they've come out to basically say enough. They're calling for greater democracy and freedom. Among the thousands of protesters, hundreds have even called for the removal of the Chinese leader, Xi, who for nearly three years has overseen the strategy of mass testing, brute force lockdowns, enforced quarantine, and also digital tracking that has come at a devastating human and economic cost. The protests were triggered by a deadly blaze there, killed at least 10 people and injured nine in an apartment building, leading to public fury after videos of the incident appeared to show lockdown measures had delayed firefighters from reaching the victims. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and apply. See website for details. So far, there have been demonstrations in at least 16 major locations nationwide in China, including two of China's biggest cities, the capital Beijing and the finance, uh, financial center Shanghai. In Shanghai, over the weekend, hundreds and hundreds gathered for a candlelight vigil um, and to mourn the victims there. Many held up blank sheets of white paper as symbolic protests against censorship and chanted, need human rights, need freedom. Some also shouted for the president, the dictator, the leader, Xi, to step down. He won't. And saying the international socialist anthem used as a call to action in demonstrations worldwide for more than a century. It was also used during pro-democracy protests in Tiananmen Square in Beijing before brutal crackdown by armed troops in 1989. Now, China's zero-COVID policies have been felt particularly um, brutal in Shanghai, where a two-month-long lockdown earlier this year left many without access to food, medical care, other basic supplies, sowing deep public resentment. By Sunday evening, mass demonstrations had spread in Beijing as well and in Wuhan, where thousands of residents called for not only an end to COVID restrictions, but more remarkably, political freedoms. Residents in some lockdown neighborhoods tore down barriers and locked and took to the streets. Protests also took place on campuses, including the prestigious institution at the University in Beijing, as well as the Communication University of China. In fact, in recent days, vigils and demonstrations in solidarity with those on the mainland have also been held elsewhere around the world, including London and Sydney. Now, to put it in perspective so you understand what's happening, they have actually put up um, fences in between neighborhoods. So imagine the Berlin Wall, in essence, between your neighborhood and an artificial barrier between the next neighborhood. These zero um, COVID policies have allowed for people to die who needed medical care because they weren't able to leave their house to get the medical care they needed. Some people have been uh, able to get their videos out saying they're literally starving in their homes. Now, there have been apartment complexes, for example, that have been protesting. The government actually came in and and welded shut the exit doors of them, putting them in what is is no different than a prison at that point. Now, this is significant, and the White House has been silent on this, which also tells you, I think, how compromised Joe Biden is by by the China because of the deals that he and his son have done on oil and energy in China. They clearly can blackmail him. Public protests are rare in China. Why? Because the Communist Party has tightened its grip on all aspects of life there. They've launched a sweeping crackdown on dissidents. They've wiped out much of civil society and built a high-tech surveillance state. The mass surveillance system is even more stringent in other cities where the Chinese government is accused of detaining up to 2 million individuals and other ethnic minorities in camps where former detainees have alleged they were physically and sexually abused. A damning United Nations report in September described the region's invasive surveillance network with police databases containing hundreds of thousands of files with biometric data such as facial and eyeball scans. China, of course, denies accusations of human rights abuses in the region. 
Now, while protests do occur in China, they rarely happen on this scale, nor take such direct aim at the central government and the nation's leader. This is a different type of protest than the more localized protests we have seen reoccurring over the past two decades that tend to focus their claims on demands on local officials and on very targeted uh, societal and economic issues, one university professor said. They said and said this time the protests have expanded to include the sharper expression of political grievance alongside with concerns about COVID-19 lockdowns. There have been growing signs in recent months that the public has run out of patience with the zero COVID policy after nearly three years of economic hardship and disruption of daily life. Isolated pockets of protest broke out in October with the anti-zero COVID slogans appearing on the walls of public bathrooms and in various Chinese cities, inspired by a banner hung by a lone protester on an overpass in Beijing just before, days before Xi cemented a third term in power. Earlier in November, large protests took place as residents defied lockdown orders to topple barriers and cheered as they took to the streets there. Now, the good news is at least some of the videos are able, we're now able to see them, and that's inspiring others as they're able to get these videos out of China to the rest of the world. That's inspiring people in China to continue to move forward. Is it going to be enough for them to have something significant? Who knows? China doesn't screw around with protesters. They'll kill you. They'll imprison you. They'll destroy you and your family. Hell, they'll even weld the doors shut on your apartment building just to keep you inside. They'll spray chemicals from, the, from above using drones. So don't forget that. Okay? I mean, this, this is the reality of the situation. Okay? That's, that's the reality. It's incredible. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Chuck Schumer is now saying that it's time to give amnesty for a million of illegal aliens who he says are eligible and enrolled in DACA. Why? He says it's necessary because we have a spike. Uh, we have a lack of U.S. population, even though new numbers have just come out. And the United States population is a new record, 33 point, uh, or excuse me, 331.9 million people reside in the U.S. During a press conference this month, however, Chuck Schumer came out, made it very clear what he thought, right? He said, during this press conference, we got to do something, right? We, we, we urge uh, 10 Republican senators to back an amnesty for the 3.3 million illegal aliens enrolled and eligible for Obama's DACA program. So it's time to provide them with green cards to remain permanently in the U.S. and eventually gain citizenship. He also said it's time to give out amnesty to all illegal immigrants in this country at the same time. As part of that plea, he said amnesty for millions of illegal aliens is necessary to drive up, quote, the U.S. population and low birth rates among Americans. We have a population that is not reproducing on its own at the same level that it used to, Schumer said. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace migrants, dreamers, and all of them, meaning every legal immigrant. Schumer also said the Democrats' ultimate goal is to provide amnesty to all, to all 11 to 22 million illegal aliens living in 
the U.S. The suggestion comes as the U.S. population has, in fact, increased to its highest total in history, hitting 331,896,745 residents in 2021. Driven mostly, by the way, by legal immigration, not illegal, but legal immigration. For comparison, the population in 1970 stood at 203 million residents in the U.S. Now we're at 331 compared to 1970. At current legal immigration levels, whereby more than a million foreign nationals are given green cards annually, the nation's foreign-born population is expected to hit 70 million by 2060. In 1970, the foreign-born population were fewer than 10 million in this country. Likewise, Schumer's claim that an amnesty for illegal aliens would boost low birth rates among Americans is unlikely, by the way, as fertility rates among Foreign-born Americans has dropped more rapidly than fertility rates among native-born Americans. The total fertility rate for all women, immigration and native-born in America in 2019 was 1.76. Excluding immigrants, it would be 1.69, the rate for natives. The difference is 0.06 children, or a 4% increase in the overall total fertility rate in the United States of America. That's what the Center for Immigration Studies research shows, suggesting more immigration would have a minimal impact on the nation's, quote, low birth rate. Now, unamended by Democrats, as well as many Republican lawmakers, they are crafting a national family agenda that would help boost American birth rates, right? No, they're not doing that at all. Not doing that at all. They're telling everybody, get across the border as quick as you possibly can, because if you don't, we're screwed. Like, hurry up, get across the border now, as fast as you can. Hurry up. We might give you amnesty. This is why you're seeing tents and tens of thousands who are now camping out on the other side of the border right now. And the reason why they're doing it is because they're just waiting for um, that Title 43 to expire. And once that expires, they're going to come rushing across the border because they believe that they're about to get amnesty. And, and not just amnesty, they're going to get the American dream. Like, they're going to get a, a, a green card that turns into citizenship in the United States of America. Now, once you get here, we give you everything Americans get anyway. It's also truly just shocking and, I guess you could say, amazing to me. Right? I mean, that, that's, that's something that we, we see instantly now, which is just, I, I, I have a hard time with this one. Right? I, I really do. I have, a, I have a very hard time with this. It, it is incredibly frustrating that we take care of illegal immigrants better than we take care of our American veterans. Look at how many homeless veterans we have in this country. Look at how many veterans we have that we don't take care of in this country. And it's really frustrating. It's really shocking. Now, before I continue on this, I got to tell you about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. With the economy uh, really and inflation out of control and the stock market taking horrific losses, the NASDAQ down uh, more in one month than we've seen back in 2008 was the last time it was this bad. You may be looking at your financial portfolio and you're sick to your stomach. You're not alone. The question is, if you are not diversified in precious metals as part of your financial portfolio, then what would it look like now? Maybe if you would have been. It's not too late, by the way, to take advantage of gold and silver. It is a hedge against inflation. 
and it's a way for you to diversify your IRA, your 401k, your investment portfolio. If you've never looked at gold and silver, there's actually no better time than right now. Now, I've been investing in gold and silver for, gosh, almost 20 years. Uh, I've used it as a percentage of my strategy to protect myself. So on the worst days on Wall Street, usually they're not as bad for me as they are for others. Call Legacy Precious Metals and see what they can do for you. Call and get the free investor's guide right now. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218. Get the free investor's guide. You can also go online to LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Also, with our podcast, don't forget to hit that auto-download button now so you can get this podcast every day automatically for free. Something else I want to play for you, uh, and many people miss this during the holidays, is part, I'm not going to play all, but I'm going to play you a good a chunk here, of Chuck Schumer saying, we're not going to stop fighting until we get a pathway to citizenship for all undocumented workers. Undocumented means illegal immigrants, okay? So that's just their code word for acting like they're saying something they're not. That Just know that's, it's, it's 100% code word, okay, for illegal immigrants. Here's Chuck Schumer in his own words. So we also fought repeatedly to pass legislation that would protect dreamers, and it was a key piece of our original legislative agenda. In fact, my office was intimately involved in pushing for a change in the registry date that would once and for all provide some sense of security to dreamers and their families. And while we've encountered roadblocks along the way to get this done, we've never stopped fighting for immigrant relief. Uh, Senator Durbin, Senator Cortez Masto, Senator Padilla, and the others I mentioned, Senator Menendez, Senator Ben Ray Lujan, and just about every person in our caucus believes in this strongly. Unfortunately, Getting a fix to DACA in the Senate remains tied to our ability to secure the 60 votes. We put proposal forth time and time again. But the election's now over, so all the BS, oh, so that was the word I was going to use, that we've heard from some of these Republican candidates, okay, well, the election's over. Now let's do the right thing. Now let's roll up our sleeves and get this done. Americans sent a clear message. They rejected the deeply anti-immigrant message of the MAGA Republicans. They said, MAGA Republicans, we don't believe in you. And one of the main reasons we don't believe in you is you divide us and divide us by attacking immigrants. In just last, just last week, we learned that Arizona, a purple state where the election was tr tight, approved a measure to extend in-state college tuition for non-citizens. That's the... That's not the politicians, that's the voters of Arizona, which has a virulent right wing, mostly who lost. <laughs> um, but in any case, um, uh, and they joined 18 other states, Arizona did, in, doing, in putting this in place. Massachusetts, voters rejected a GOP appeal, to, a, a GOP effort to repeal a state law that allows undocumented immigrants to apply for a driver's license. So, on something as simple as DACA, when the public is clearly on our side in blue states, purple states, even red states, we're calling on Republican colleagues to join us, waiting for our judicial system, hanging by a bare thread from court decision to court decision is no way for anyone to have to live. 
It's cruel and inhumane to keep millions in limbo. It's past time DACA recipients feel safe in this country. So my message to Senate Republicans is this. Work with us. Work with us on this widely supported policy so we can reach agreement that will protect families and strengthen our economy. Just as we passed other bipartisan accomplishments which they thought couldn't be done. Guns, veterans, chips. We can get it done here. We can get it done here. If we can get 10 Republicans to join us, we will get this done by the end of the year. It's the smart thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. It's the humane thing to do. And I want to assure everyone here, we will not stop fighting till we get a fix for DACA, a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, and a pathway to citizenship for all undocumented. Thank you very much, everybody. Straight pathway to citizenship for all undocumented workers. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media while the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.